0: Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast.
1: Hey guys, what's up? How are you guys doing? Let's go and have some fun. But mind you, I have a bit of a sore throat, so you could hear me in different pitches through the entire show. But just so you guys know, it is always me on the show.
0: Now you can just admit it, we all know that your sore throat is because you've been screaming for Kimi Raikkonen's magnificent performance at the FIA prize giving ceremony.
1: But I can tell you it's probably not just me alone who's been screaming, shouting, hooting, clapping and cheering what Kimi Raikkonen actually did at the prize-giving ceremony uh, yesterday. But uh, I assume now it's going to be the prize-giving ceremony that we are going to first talk about.
0: No, actually it's Kimi Raikkonen who I want to first talk about and Kunal, you should have guessed that. What a legend. I mean, he was drunk. We know it. He knows we know it. (laughs) And he made absolutely no effort to hide the fact that he was drunk at the FIA prize giving ceremony.
1: But that's Kimi Raikkonen for us. He gives no hoots and shoots about anyone. But I'm going to pick my favourite act and that was when he jumped uh, a fence or whatever you call it to actually get to his seat. And I don't know if I went through the video a couple of times and if he was holding a drink in his hands or not, there's a good chance he was. But let me put it this way. I am glad that it was Kimi Raikkonen who finished third in the Drivers' Championship. And he came to the ceremony than Max Verstappen.
0: And can you believe it? He actually didn't want to finish third because he didn't want to come to the ceremony. So what a turn of events. Uh, But honestly, I don't have one favorite act. I loved all of it. I love the man. I love everything about him. But there is a video up on our Facebook page, guys. Uh, the Inside Line Formula One podcast. And that video has all of Kimi Raikkonen's cool moves from the uh, ceremony edited together. So you guys must watch it.
1: Yes. Yeah, so in this week's episode, Mithila and I have made our own list of PR statements we've come across in the last several days.
0: I have stuff from uh, Lewis Hamilton, from Sebastian Wettel, Danny Kivad, Red Bull Racing. It's a long list.
1: And I have stuff from uh, Maurizio Oriva, Ben uh, Ferrari, Lance Stroll, and the fallen emperor of Formula One, Mr. Bernie Ecclestone. And I'm going to get started. We're going to stick to speaking about Kimi Raikkonen. As you guys can see, it already gets Mithila very excited. So, Kimi Raikkonen has said that Sauber have all the tools to build a good car or a great car, he said.
0: Yeah, but that is not a PR statement because Sauber actually made a lot of progress in their car, uh, on their car through 2018, especially in the second half of the season.
1: Yes, and I now I'm remembered of the controversy that a podcast in Sweden uh, spoke about, you know, and this was what happened at Sauber and they were trying to justify Marcus Ericsson's uh, lack of performances against Charles Leclerc. And the podcast said that they had inside information from Sauber that Ferrari gave more power to Leclerc's car through the season just to make the Ferrari driver look better.
0: Wow. Well, I guess the question is, Kunal, would you believe a claim of that sort?
1: Now, honestly, this is Formula One and anything can happen. But I don't mean that this particular incident possibly did. And I would still see it as Charles Leclerc, uh, you know, making the most of his chances, whether he was given a powerful engine or not. Because uh, let's remember, he kept it clean, he raced well, he earned respect and he scored points.
0: Okay, and that brings us to the first PR statement of this episode. So, Marcus Ericsson aced his IndyCar test, and that's exactly what the statement read. But Kunal, I don't think we've ever come across a driver not doing what it needs, you know, in a test. Well,
1: this now reminds me of Lewis Hamilton's two-wheeler test. That happened like a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah, but wait, you got to wait for that because I am still on Marcus Ericsson, who also said that IndyCar needed more driver input than the sophisticated Formula 1 cars.
1: Well, this is how I see it. So in the last one odd year or maybe 18 odd months, there have been two Formula 1 drivers who have driven Indy cars: Marcus Ericsson and Fernando Alonso. Now, both of these drivers could be classified like those disgruntled ex employees who have a higher chance of claiming that their new employers are better, right? True. So, but I won't deny the fact that the racing is definitely better or seemingly more fun in IndyCar.
0: Yeah, and the current IndyCar drivers are just dying to race a Formula One car and uh, they're just not getting a chance.
1: Yes, and when they possibly do and be like, wow, we didn't know that Formula One cars can go this fast because... (laughs) I remember last when IndyCar tested at the Dakota in, I think, October or November this year, they were 15 seconds off the lap time of a Formula One car.
0: I think this also proves that one doesn't need the fastest cars to have fun racing. Of course. I mean, ask Fernando Alonso. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the second PR statement of this episode is uh, when Lewis Hamilton and Sebastian Vettel said that they are backing Max Verstappen to join the title bid in 2019.
0: Yeah, I think they're just being nice. And I remember Verstappen returning the favour when he said that he and Leclerc are Formula 1's new Hamilton and Vettel.
1: (laughs) Did he actually say that?
0: He did, actually. He did.
1: Well, then I have to say this. I can't really figure why Max Verstappen uh, is anyway so arrogant about not wanting to finish third in the Drivers' Championship. I mean, I can understand why Kimi Raikkonen doesn't care about finishing third because hey, let's remember he's already a world champion. But for Max Verstappen to feel the same way about finishing third in a ch- in the Drivers' Championship is just a little silly. And, uh, it, you know, I remember he even said this in Abu Dhabi. He said, oh, Kimi, no, I don't want to finish third, something. And it was literally, it seemed like, you know, he was trying to be funny by repeating someone else's funny joke.
0: Yeah, and Verstappen might actually land up working with the stewards, you know, for his two days of community service. Uh, Jean-Dot said that he wants him to experience what it's like on the other side of the table. And uh, Verstappen said that Red Bull Racing has a plan B for 2020 if Honda fails in 2019.
1: Now, that is actually our PR statement number three. What are the chances Helmut Marco and Christian Horner actually called Max Verstappen and are saying, hey, Max, what exactly is our plan B? Because (laughs) we also do not know how this is going to turn out. Because the way I see it, Red Bull Racing cannot get Ferrari or Mercedes engines. We know that from before and we know why as well. They've only just parted with Renault and by default, Honda is the only supplier available. So Red Bull Racing have actually done to the engine suppliers, what Fernando Alonso has done to the manufacturer teams in Formula One.
0: Now that is a very, 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 very good point, Kunal.
1: Thank you. And I don't know if you noticed, but my throat just went sore while I was saying it. But thank (laughs) you. It's fine.
0: Uh, And Kunal, could Verstappen's plan B actually mean that he leaves Red Bull Racing in 2020?
1: Well, if Max Verstappen does leave Red Bull Racing, it'll be either for Ferrari or Mercedes. And these two teams are already invested in his rivals, Charles Leclerc and Esteban Ocon. So it seems a little difficult that a plan B would be to radically leave Red Bull Racing.
0: On Red Bull Racing, so TAG has extended their partnership with the team, but they won't be engine name partner or whatever it's called. And uh, Kunal, you said something about not repeating someone else's funny joke, but I'm going to repeat my own funny joke because, you know, it was damn funny and <laughs> you'll actually figure out why. So uh, Tag's tagline is, don't crack under pressure. And um, I'm sure they didn't want a Honda engine to just blow up and blow through the tagline multiple times next season. <laughs> and that is obviously why they stayed away from engine naming partner rights.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I remember we had had said the same thing. Oh, yeah, you had cracked the same joke uh, when... uh, You
0: can still laugh, I mean.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When uh, Honda, McLaren and Tag Heuer had happened and why Tag Heuer actually left McLaren to go to Red Bull Racing. But um, I'm also going to put it this way. You know, when I say that I own a Tag, people know it's the watch and no, no one ever really thinks of it as an engine. So it's not much of a loss for Tag Heuer. But the PR statement number four is when... Luca Montezzi Molo said that Ferrari could have won this year's Drivers' Championship with the Lewis Hamilton.
0: Wow, okay, so this leads me to PR statement number five Lewis Hamilton winning the 2018 Peter Man of the Year award. You know, uh, Kanal first things first. I thought PETA was about animals and preventing cruelty. I had no idea that they dished out awards as well.
1: Do they do they take money for giving awards? I don't think so.
0: And you know, as for Lewis Hamilton, I think there are a few weeks left in two thousand and eighteen and I think he could just apply for a nomination to like the Nobel Prize or something, and there's a chance that he could win that too. <laughs> because is there anything in this universe that Lewis Hamilton is not winning in 2018? 2018. Well, <laughs> no, there isn't. <laughs> okay, and I know what? Um, Hamilton's parents couldn't get a visa to attend the FIA ceremony in Russia.
1: Now, is this why Lewis Hamilton didn't want to attend the ceremony himself? But, or maybe it was because uh, he probably, you know, assumed that Sebastian Vettel's moustache and Kimi <laughs> Raikkonen's drunkenness is just going to take his, uh, you know, his... <laughs> what do you call it? Limelight, Lime Lime. yes.
0: that's too when he was named Personality of the Year. You know, it's so ironic. <laughs>
1: Who was named Personality of the Year?
0: Lewis Hamilton.
1: What? One more award? Yeah. I have no idea. But you know, since we are on Sebastian Metal's mustache, can someone please remind him that November is now over and done with? Or, or maybe Ferrari are doing this to soon announce a shaving brand sponsor. Could it be Gillette? Could it be...
0: I wouldn't uh, be surprised.
1: I I don't know. Gillette and McLaren is what we had spoken about several years ago. But, okay, so on to Lewis Hamilton's two-wheeler test. He rode. He rode fast. He crashed. It was a Yamaha, wasn't it? Yes, it was a Yamaha. Now, Valentino Rossi has invited him to his ranch to, you know, have fun with other two-wheeler bikes. Mark Marquez has invited him to test the Honda. And I think it's only time before Ducati invites him as well. Because, hey, it's Lewis Hamilton. And since everyone's inviting, maybe Ferrari are going to invite Lewis Hamilton (laughs) to test his car as well.
0: Never know. And you know what, Canal Ferrari actually seems to be softening up. So they replied to a tweet from a rival team. And it was only earlier this year that they started following their other rival teams on Twitter. So, you know, replying, following, they're getting there.
1: Well, Ferrari, if you have actually softened up, you guys should participate in the epic boat race in Canada next year. And by the way, you guys should also have an esports team in Formula One.
0: And you guys should also be here with us on the Inside Line Formula One podcast. Ouch. Kunal, <laughs> are you sure these aren't the little things that Jean Todt said Ferrari was missing in 2018?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I'll tell you, my next big bet is going to be that how soon before Ferrari joins. Formula E, which reminds me, Formula E starts next weekend, and I am really excited to see the Generation Two car in action.
0: Yes, me too. But back to Formula One discussion. So we were on Ferrari, and uh, that is my PR statement number six. Uh, Ariva Ben said that the po- said in the post-season test in Abu Dhabi actually that the real Sebastian Vettel is back.
1: Well, since we are talking of the post-season test, I have several more from, from that test. So, my PR statement number seven, Carlos Sainz Jr. said, great start to my McLaren career.
0: And Zach Brown topped it up by saying, McLaren on the road to recovery. So, please mark that as PR statement number eight. <laughs> and then he also repeated himself to say that McLaren doesn't regret leaving Honda.
1: Uh, yes, I would definitely classify that as PR statement number nine.
0: Kunal, this feels like a PR statement face-off.
1: <laughs> Especially since there's so much of McLaren involved. But yeah. I'm not surprised. Lando Norris, he said that he studied the difference between Fernando Alonso and Stoffel Vandoorne's performances. Now, that I will not classify as a PR statement. Drivers actually end up doing such preparations. But can we please go remind... Nor is that he is going to be racing against Carlos Sainz Jr. and not Fernando Alonso and McLaren next year.
0: So PR statement number 10 belongs to Renault. Kunal, this should have actually been number one on our list.
1: (laughs) Why is that?
0: So Renault said that the next step for them is the podium. And Ricardo will be challenging the Mercedes and Ferrari cars next year because their engine will be on par. Ouch, that
1: is some awesome PR stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a whole lot of statements, but I would just like to classify them all as one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, since we are on Daniel Ricciardo, he said that someone vetoed his move to Ferrari. Now, everyone's immediate guess was Sebastian Vettel. But personally, I think it was Sergio Marchioni in this case. And I think Marchioni just wanted Leclerc in Ferrari. And he certainly didn't want Sebastian Vettel out either. And that's how we've landed up with a Vettel Leclerc partnership or whatever team partnership in 2019.
0: Nico Hulkenberg said that he needs to just find another gear to beat Ricardo next season and you know Kunal this is one battle I think we're all going to be looking out for like relishing absolutely. Yeah
1: I don't know who I'm going to be cheering for because you guys all know that I have a soft corner for Nico Hulkenberg but Daniel Ricardo is so awesome as well and yeah I just Probably going to see how it goes. Hopefully, it's fair and nobody has engine retirements and stuff like that. But I'm going to move on to what I have listed as uh, PR statement number 11. Danny Kivat said that he felt comfortable straight away in his return with Toro Rosso. Now, I really hope that this lad feels the same way all through 2019 because he needs to feel that way. And... uh, Number 12 is actually going to Helmut Marko. He said that Red Bull Racing will need to discipline Pierre Gasly in 2019 now. Let's hope he didn't mean that he would discipline the gasmobile to play the wingman. Oh
0: my, I hope not. To a certain
1: Max Verstappen. Yeah, I hope not.
0: Yeah, and that brings us to PR statement number 13. Uh, That was Romain Grosjean saying that Haas isn't in Formula 1 to stay in the midfield. And Kunal, I'm curious, what do you make of that?
1: Well, honestly, the way the sport is currently structured, a customer team like Haas will almost never break into the big league or the top three, as we call it. But let me also put it this way. Even if Haas does become a front-running team, let's really hope that Roman Grosjean is around racing for them.
0: Big ouch?
1: Well, I don't mean it to be a stab. I just meant that Haas needs another three to five years and several million dollars to get ahead of where they currently are. Now, do I see Roman Grosjean being around in Haas for the next three to five years? No, I don't. But he could well be racing elsewhere in Formula One. I mean, who knows?
0: Yeah, who knows? And that brings us to PR statement number 14. And that has to be Sergio Perez saying that Lance Stroll has talent. Stroll's got talent.
1: (laughs) In 2019, we will either see Lance Stroll find his footing in Formula One, finally, or for Cinder we'll just end up writing a new book full of excuses. Which yeah. one do you think is going to be?
0: Um, I don't want to say anything right now and bias it, but I'm, I'm like writing jokes already for next season. Okay. Yeah, so I don't have to repeat any of them. <laughs> That's actually
1: your job, so it's a good thing. <laughs> Irrespective of how well does he do or not. Yeah.
0: So, Lawrence Stroll said that he is not in Formula 1 to lose money. And in fact, he invested in Racing Point because he wanted to invest in the business of a Formula 1 team.
1: Well, you know what I'm going to say next to that? I really hope you do.
0: Yeah. I mean, Lawrence might not confirm it, but he is definitely a listener of the Inside Line Formula 1 podcast.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And I'll tell you guys why. Because uh, we had an episode earlier in the year talking of why exactly now is the best time to invest in a Formula One team. And, uh, well, Force India's takeover news came a few weeks later.
0: It's perfect.
1: Two plus two is equal to
0: four. four. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if that was a trick question. Right, guys. So uh, statement number 15 is actually my famous what Wolf said this week's section. So Wolf said that even Williams is a threat in 2019 and... My God.
1: Well, well, honestly, let's be honest. They could be so. Anyone could end up being so. Uh, and this is where I would agree with, you know, Wolf to a certain level. The error regulations are changing. And you never know which engineer in which team ends up finding a better solution. And that's probably what Wolf meant to yeah, say. Well. You mean
0: a, a better loophole, don't you? <laughs> well,
1: but I'll tell you what, the master of loopholes, Ross Braun has written these rules or has been involved in writing these rules. So let's see how robust they are, or or not for that matter.
0: Yeah, Wolf also said that uh, Mercedes is slightly off their 2019 engine target. Um, I guess this is exactly why we started the What Wolf Said This Week section. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: if Wolf is genuinely a friend of Valtteri Bottas's, he should get Valtteri Bottas to speak to Nico Rosberg. I do not see why there is such a big fuss about it, because... You know, Bottas is up against the best of Lewis Hamilton, something that, you know, we saw Nico Rosberg go up against as well. And maybe, uh, you know, I must admit that Bottas' struggles against Hamilton in 2018 certainly do raise, you know, the respect I've had for Nico's performances in 2016.
0: Yeah, Bernie Ecclestone actually made some strong statements about Ferrari, Vettel, Raikkonen. And he said that Vettel was the undeserving runner-up. Uh, Now, that is wonderfully put, Kunal.
1: Yes, um, Bernie Ecclestone also said that Vettel was the victim and not the culprit of their championship debacle in 2018. But, you know, this kind of stuff we already know about Ferrari and Vettel and who's the culprit and the victim and what happened. uh, Bernie's just, you know, helped us ratify it to a large extent. But what he said about the Miami Grand Prix has me more interested. He said that the race in Miami might never happen. In fact, he also said that the race in London had too many complications and that might not happen as well.
0: Right. So, uh, the best for last, I have reserved the best PR statement for the last segment of our show. Uh, Flavio Briatore said that Alonso could be back in Formula One if Ferrari or Mercedes comes calling.
1: Now, that is something we all know is next to impossible. And this is, I think, Flavio Briatore just doing his own personal PR. But let's not actually go there. Because to me, the biggest disappointment for 2019 is not seeing Fernando Alonso race full-time in the IndyCar series. Something that he actually had the time to do so after 18 years of being busy with Formula 1. And I also look at it this way, that if not in 2019, it probably might never happen. That we may never get to see Alonso do a full series drive in IndyCar in his career. And that's like, ouch. But Chevrolet, they have actually confirmed that they will power Alonso's Indy 500 bid. Now, this means that Alonso has gone from racing and pissing off Renault, Mercedes, Ferrari, and then Honda. And could Chevrolet be next? (laughs) I
0: really really, hope not. Yeah, a different (laughs) record. Uh, Alonso did, however, find support from unexpected quarters. And that was another double world champion, Mika Hakkinen. Uh, Hakkinen said that he admired Alonso's patience to just stick around despite the lack of results.
1: Well, we love Mika Hakkinen, don't we? And I just don't say this because he was on our show a year ago. Uh, He was. (laughs) (laughs) Well, finally, Formula One is set to introduce a new television graphics package in 2019. Now, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, there is a video of what the graphics could look like. On our Facebook page, you can head over and check it out.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. So the sport is going to use algorithms to predict on-track battles. And uh, F1 said that they plan to give fans access to data that teams don't have. Interesting. Yeah. I'm really eager to see how the shapes are full, you know, TV viewing experience. But Kunal, I've also followed the sport long enough to know that drivers can outdo what machines can predict ever.
1: Absolutely. And if Formula One has machine learning and AI and all of that, let's remember the teams have Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, Sebastian Vettel, and several others. So it's actually going to be man versus machine in 2019 and game on. On that note, thank you so much for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back next week. Mithila and I are also preparing for the Inside Line F1 Podcast Awards, which is going to be out in a couple of weeks from now. So remember to tune back next week and
0: Yeah, and adi- write to us if you'll have any nominations. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah.
1: Adios. Fifteen minutes could save you fifteen percent or more.
0: Is that Shakespeare?
1: Nope.